0: This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: The discussions on Robot Congress are for entertainment purposes and to help correct random people on the internet. Any law discussed is general commentary only and not to be taken as legal advice. Specific facts will always alter the case. Have a problem? Hit the gym and lawyer up. Welcome to Robot Congress. I am Austin Hoffman, and with me are the fantastic Mr. Ryan Morrison and Allison Rothman. Hello.
2: Hey, everyone.
1: Hello. <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking about the future
0: of pets. Dogs. Arf arf, pets. Cats.
2: Woof, woof.
0: Guinea pigs. Seals. I,
2: I had guinea pigs.
0: You had a guinea pig? I,
2: I had guinea pigs. My guinea pigs were supposed to be sisters, and they weren't.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh my god! I just recently found out the reality of my guinea pig and what happened to it when I was a kid because my mom lied to me several times and apparently I just got the real dope the last time that I went up to travel and visit her. I had this guinea pig when I was a kid and it lived in this like really big, expansive plastic home that it could crawl around in, right? But it always chew its way out. Apparently, like Tunnel Town.
2: What a smart yeah. little guinea pig.
1: Yeah, it would it would chew its or way a through the corners. Little guinea pig and. Escape. I also had a cat that I named pistachio, even though it was orange. And I loved it. Uh, it fluffy yeah, pistachios, loved are uh, love pistachios are gross. I love pistachios. Anyway, so the, the guinea pig would escape repeatedly from, from this plastic home. Was it a, Hold it on,
2: repaired. Austin. Hold on. Was it a yes. long haired guinea pig or a short haired? Short haired. Okay. I just needed to clarify
1: it. One night escaped. My mom said it ran away. And then when I was a teenager, my mom told me that it got out and that pistachio, had killed it and she had found him eating it. I'm now 32 and she told me that she actually Killed.
2: Wait, and she
0: played... Uh, I thought you were going to say the cat murdered the guinea pig, and she told you that it was fine and got you another guinea pig. Your You're mother s- lied to me.
2: <laughs> You're saying, your mother my mother killed? lied to me
0: repeatedly. That's so the opposite. Do you
2: even know who your mother is?
0: That was a twist within a twist. I can't believe it. So you, how did that your mom kill... That was
2: so bad.
0: How did your mom kill the guinea pig?
1: <laughs> so my, my mom... Or did she uh, lie to you about it? <laughs> my stepfather, uh, who was at then boyfriend, was sleeping over. Before marriage? <gasps> Oh, uh, so <laughs> the the guinea pig had escaped and they heard it like scampering around their bedroom. It had gotten out and gotten in there for some reason. And my stepfather would not get out of the bed and he had to go to the bathroom. So my mom got up, found the guinea number pig, picked it up. It, it bit her. And my stepfather had to tell me this part. She like squeezed its neck and killed it. And Wait, then this
0: threw was a murder? The, and
2: that then that threw it out the window. I
0: thought you were gonna say this that your mom stepped on it by accident. So not only did you, did the cat not murder it, your your mom murdered it, grabbed its throat
1: and this threw it a out a window.
2: Uh, yeah, and
1: it didn't move apparently because it had hit a wall when it like flew out. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I
2: can't, I can't. Austin, your story was great and I really enjoyed it.
1: This <laughs> your your mother's a terrible <laughs>
2: your person. My mother's a monster.
0: So Austin, you're the most the like my loving person to animals I've ever seen. When we're walking wow. down the street, we like are trying to get lunch, and if someone's walking a dog, we
1: have to stop for an hour while Austin just goes, "Aww." Yes, it <laughs> is incredibly difficult for me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to walk around like Manhattan because there's so many people walking their dogs.
2: If you were traumatized when you were a child with your dead guinea pig, you'd grab onto every animal you found too.
1: Your mother's a, mo- I mean, that's
0: a t- I've met your mother, lovely woman. So I thought. Did she give you a tattoo when you were a kid? She did not, but I, we almost got a tattoo from her. I have tattoos. <laughs> she was going to give me one, and then uh, I think she got high and walked away.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she's no, a hippie that, that lives
0: is... in upstate New York. Uh, no, I'm so kidding. It's... She's lovely. Is, does she listen to this?
2: I don't know that, actually. <laughs> does she have any pets? Has she yes. killed any pets? We should take uh, her
1: pets away. Well, they ha- she has she has dogs. Uh, she's I'm calling ha- Animal Protective She has constantly services. had dogs. Don't do that.
0: let's pretend that this story never happened. And we're going to talk about the future of pets because I've now had a dog for 13 years. So I got him when I was in college. I don't remember what year. Uh, And I got him when he was eight weeks old. He used to fit in my shirt pocket. And I've been a dog owner now for 13 years. I've gone through a lot of ups and downs as a solo dog owner living by myself with the dog. And the technology that's come out in the past five years has Insanely changed the way that, that not only I but many people take care of their pets.
1: It's probably also doubled how much you spend on your pet. For sure. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. And and uh, as he gets older, the, the bills get astronomical. It's I'm like not even
1: talking about vets.
0: No. Yeah. I mean, th- there is there are so many knickknacks and ridiculous things that I've purchased or bought that uh, were completely unnecessary, but they're part of my life now. And not only are the gadgets surrounding pets becoming more technologically crazy, but so are the pets themselves. There are people who are legitimately working on robot pets that will come into these homes and be treated like loved ones. But, Austin, will they ever love you? And that's That's what we're going to conquer today. (laughs) Uh, But that is real. So we're going to talk about cloning animals and whether or not we think that's okay and the legal ramifications around it. We're going to talk about the technology surrounding pet cams and pet everything else that exists yeah, right now and i bought
1: gonna... my first wi-fi camera so i could watch my pet
0: and and we're we're going to talk about what that has led to in some interesting lawsuits and then we're going
1: to talk about uh robot
0: pets themselves robot robot it's a funny word robot. to say That's why we named this show robot congress all right so first <laughs> things first austin do you have any pets
1: yes i have a gizmo and i have a posh gizmo, uh, they... gizmo not the gremlin correct uh, no, but he was named for the gremlin by my father, and it's a good name. It's a fitting name. Gizmo is a shih tzu, and we he both is have shih 14 years old. How old is yours? I shih tzu? have a gremlin, too. Ooh.
2: A gremlin. My gremlin's name is Nori, and she is oh, eight and a half. Straight? She's not named Stripe. She's named after a sushi restaurant in the huh. East the Village that burned down since we left. Oh. So Nora lives on in its honor. Oh,
1: wow. Uh, yes. Yeah, so my, my, my gizmo is an old man. Uh, he has one good eye and uh, I think seven teeth. And I have a 13-year-old dog. As I said, his name is
0: Xander. He is named after the adult swim show that no one remembers that was super short-lived named Frisky, Frisky, Frisky Dingo. Dingo. I was obsessed with that show the week I adopted the dog. And so his name is now Xander forevermore. His full name is Xander Cruz a.k.a. Awesome X.
1: It's fine. He's got a good, he's got an X name. It's a, it's a good name to have. O'Connor was my roommate forever. He kept calling him baby
0: Z even (laughs) though his name spelled with an X, just so I would sound stupid at the vet. And now he does answer to Z and everyone says, but is not his name with an X? Yes, but he's baby Z. So that's okay. Baby Z the awesome dog, not robot, not even part robot. What what kind
1: of dog is Xander?
0: He's in everything. He's like an Irish border collie mutt. He's a real dog. You guys don't have real dogs. You oh, guys that is very, very true. true. You,
2: you, you guys there. have
1: little rat dogs. I have a real. He's a seventy pound know, a big man dog of in a dog. Dog's
2: body,
1: like first, me. first of all, uh, Gizmo is. Oh, I can't say his name. He'll come running. Uh, Gizmo <laughs> is. He's sleeping on a pillow right now. Austin, adorably. you're breaking the illusion that you're not
0: in a, a ten thousand dollar recording studio. <laughs>
2: Maybe Gizmo's sleeping in the studio with him. That's
0: fair. Yeah, that, I bring it, I bring the pillow with me. Nobody yeah.
2: Assumptions. That's
0: right. Sorry for assuming. All right. So, first things first, Austin, why don't you give us a brief chronicle of the history of pets? And most of this. Has been ripped from the internet on various articles. This particular article that we're ripping off from is from The Atlantic. So thank you, The Atlantic. Give us the rundown of the history
1: of pets, the timeline, so we can jump into the future. The Egyptians mummify millions of cats and dogs. That's 800 BC to 200 AD. Not just cats? Isn't that like Cleopatra's thing? Cats and dogs for the Egyptians.
2: Isn't a Sphinx a cat?
1: Uh, well, a Sphinx is a cat body with a lady human head, and I think it also has... A Sphinx um, is a lady human head? Well, so that's a, that's a gyno Sphinx, as opposed to yeah. an Androsphinx. So there are Guyanos Sphinxes and Andrew. I didn't mean sphinxes. to start this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue anyway. on. Uh, 1807, Lord Byron brings with him a pet bear to the University of Cambridge. That is a pet bear, of course. Now, that's a little the only anecdote. Usage. Bears are not, a normally
0: domesticated animals. So, Both Lord move, Lord, Byron. Lord Byron would have been strictly liable for anything that happens from that bear. If your dog does something wrong, you can normally get out of it in the first time because dogs are domesticated animals. And there's always an argument over liability or negligence, but a bear or a non-domesticated animal, a wild animal, if you will, if you carry one around as a pet, you're strictly liable and responsible for anything it does, even if you're not actually at
1: fault. Legal tangent. (laughs) That's good to know, because in 1825, John Quincy Adams kept a pet alligator in the White House bathtub. Oh, man, I would have been like,
0: see you later, alligator.
2: Ooh. Thank you. (laughs) They were my neighbors in Miami. They're like
1: buttons. And I I think it was about a decade ago.
0: Is John Quincy Adams the one that couldn't fit in a bathtub? No, it's Taft, right?
1: Uh, John Quincy Adams was number six, and it's Andrew Jackson's butt he kicks. Yeah, that's how I remember Politics. them all, too, the X yeah. song. Yes. <laughs> and then in uh, 1941, an Italian man rescued a dog named Fido, who later became world famous for his loyalty to his new master. All right, fine. What We don't need to... But how fine. are you going to keep track of your pets? In 1985... That's the year I was born. A microchip implant for identifying lost cats and dogs was patented. I don't know how patents work, Morrison. How do they work? We don't need to get into that, but I can tell you that the patent has lapsed if it was in 1985. Isn't that a fun legal tangent? No? A fun legal tangent would be arguing over the estate That was left to a German countess's dog, Gunther III, which was worth about $80 million. I'm not a trust and estates attorney, and that's super interesting because dogs are property
0: under American law. I don't know that you can actually leave an estate to a dog. You
2: can leave a pet trust.
0: So you, elaborate. What does that mean?
2: I actually have I actually have done it in the past. So Ooh. go ahead audience judge me. But um I I am. What do you mean? In my You set
0: up a trust for Nori? Will,
2: in my will, I set up a pet <laughs> trust so that if anything happens to me, my dog Nori is going to be in the hands of my parents and I've also set them up with an amount of money to take care of her. And dictated rules around what they need to do to take care of her. Well
0: that's less ridiculous than leaving what was it, it, eighty leave million dollars. To
2: Nori. That that's a
0: yeah. Sure. I'm right. But leaving leaving a note in your will to say, hey,
1: take care of the dog and here's some shekels for you is I different mean, than I leaving. If you had a billion
2: hearing. dollars, maybe I would Yeah, but if
1: they want the <laughs> money continuously, then what? Like the executor of the will has to continuously check in to see how the dog's being taken care of by your parents?
0: Yeah, that's stupid. I love my dog more than I love anyone on
1: the planet, but I would not leave him property. Because he's a dog. Well, looking to the future, or should I say the past, in 1996, Tamagotchis went on sale. Within two years, 40 million of the electronic pets were sold. And that- I think they
0: were all sold at my high school. Let's, let's talk Tamagotchi, because we were all of age to be part of this craze. It was 1996, I was 11, you guys were 10, because I'm older and more mature than you guys, and then everyone at my high school had a Tamagotchi. I remember our parents used to go line up around the Toys R Us in the town and see who was there.
2: Oh man, rip Toys R Us.
0: Yeah, and then like, 800 other
1: iterations of Tamagotchi came out, and... Uh, Oh, Digimon were a lot of fun, because you had to not just take care of them, but you you could battle them against one another, and I had several Digimon just so I could keep battling, and apparently my parents got me them, so on long car trips, I would shut up.
2: Didn't they recently relaunch Tamagotchis?
1: I don't know, but if they did, it... I haven't heard much about him. Uh, I know there's a million apps Uh, in Tamagotchi. Our
2: operations manager, I believe, had one. I think it died. Oh,
1: that's so sad. You know what else is sad? You know what could have kept that Tamagotchi from dying if you had cloned it? That's why in 2004, a cat named Little Nikki is the first world's commercially cloned pet. Now you can't actually clone a Tamagotchi biologically, but I'm sure you could just copy it and paste it onto... Was you know, Little like Nicky
0: adorably named or was it named after the Adam Sandler vehicle?
1: Uh, I enjoyed that movie, actually. I loved Little
0: Nicky when it came out. I, I am positive if I rewatched it, I would not think it's funny anymore because I've really turned on my old sense of humor. I don't find Adam Sandler funny at all anymore. But that might just be his his recent fall maybe new it,
2: stuff isn't he's like Will Ferrell like he just kind of fell off he's not funny anymore
0: right but I wonder if I go back and rewatch like Billy Madison if I would think it's as funny as I used to or if I've just outgrown that humor maybe maybe I used to sit there like
2: man dad Adam
0: Sandler is the funniest guy in the
2: world I mean, big daddy
1: was, awesome. <laughs> was <laughs> mean, we also moved on past Tom Green so I, I I feel like just you know our humor changes I don't know that I've moved on past Tom Green
2: anywho mm-hmm. moving on Little Nikki. Little and, Nikki
1: was cloned. Yes. And there's actually a company now that you can pay to harvest and store cry, uh, cryogenically store your pet's DNA, genetic material, so that when pet cloning becomes regularly available and more affordable, you can clone your dead pets.
0: So that brings us up to date in terms of major technological advances or, I guess, scientific
1: advances in, in pets. And you I. You
2: didn't mention a pet taxidermy. Well, I didn't, I think didn't we mention that to.
1: because I would not do it because it would be too creepy. However, my my lovely fiance has thought about it previously. Well, let's talk about it cuz it is
0: the main character of
1: scrubs.
2: I mean, they make uh, plushies to resemble your animals like having a stuffed actual animal. Might be a better version.
0: I have a painting of my dog and I hung it up and I feel when he passes,
1: I'm going to be really uncomfortable even having a a painting of it. I can't imagine. Are you going to move? See, I have I have photos, but not like the physical photos I have are not because of me. They're because uh, Cynthia actually, you know, like printed out the photos and put them in nice frames. So, like, I see Rolf sometimes and I'm okay with that. I think uh, that's
0: fine though. It, the painting seems a little more—I don't know—it feels weirder personal. to me for some reason. I—I I don't know that "personal" is the right word. It's just—it well, feels weird. Paintings might evoke more emotions because you had it painted. And it just feels like I—I I, I don't know. Anyway, that—I feel a little weird about that one. But the reality is, I cannot imagine taxidermying. Taxidermying—is that the uh, the the curve? We'll yes.
1: Stuffing?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I can't imagine stuffing my dog
2: like uh, the main maybe, character. What if you can, like I come home every day and my dog's like. Just laying there on the couch. What if she's laying there forever? Oh, no. That, right. Oh, that's that terrible. It,
1: it, it, would you do it? <laughs> I,
2: I'm not I, saying. I, I honestly, I don't know.
0: You're blowing my mind today with all this, this. You have a pet trust and you would stuff Nori.
1: I wouldn't begrudge I, somebody for doing it. I just would find it creepy, to, too creepy to do myself. I would begrudge somebody for doing it. And I'm
0: sorry to the listeners who have done it because I'm sure we have a plenty of them. But I would, I would. what that looks like to me is someone who cannot accept the terrible thing that happened, they're not moving on, they're not healing, they're afraid of the next steps of life. Because just having your past deceased dog laying on the couch forevermore isn't healthy. And why do
2: oh, people I, put ashes in the urn? I cremate would spread the ashes. Yeah, I th- why do people cremate people and and hold them up on their mantle for the rest of the day? Actually, their
1: life. I think we've reached I don't, the, the next question. Why don't people taxidermy their dead relatives? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on because
0: I think we're just going to keep <laughs> offending people. But the reality is, I think even that is not healing properly. There, There is a way to honor people. I'm a huge believer in spreading ashes or you know being buried and visiting a graveyard. Taxiderming your pet is, uh, I, I feel, I feel very strange about that. So I'm not a big fan. What I feel. Both Ron and Clara
1: str- are buried in my dad's backyard.
0: Yeah, I like that. I think that's a nice, it gives you a place to visit. It so lets them is be at rest. my
2: goldfish, Joey.
0: Is Joey, was Joey a good part of the family?
2: Oh, Joey, we got out of Carnival, and (laughs) I shit you not, Joey lived to be like 22 or 23 years old. Your parents were replacing Joey. My (laughs) mom resuscitated Joey. Your parents were. (laughs) Your mom
1: gave Joey mouth to mouth? Yeah, we just, I just got to go to the pet store. I hope you don't believe that. Were you... Did
2: my mom lie to me too? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah you don't think, think about these things.
0: You are to a fish. My
2: mom resuscitated you Joey.
1: Okay. I won't. That's we right. Won't ha- we and won't my mom place. took my pet pig Harry to <laughs> a petting zoo and not somewhere else.
0: I've been going to a, a therapist recently, which I'm proud about. And you should all go do it because yay for mental health. And I was going through over stories of my childhood and just kind of rattling off a couple that weren't, I didn't even think were important. And I told this story about how my dad slept on the couch because he snored too loud. And And I realized now Uh at 33 years old that no, my parents just hated each other. (laughs) You didn't snore that loud. So I think this story about my dad snoring is the same about your mother magically giving CPR to your brother's goldfish. Yeah, or my My guinea pig running away. Yeah, your mom, Joey needed to sleep on the couch. (laughs) But yeah, okay, cool. So Austin. Joey
2: literally was floating one day and then he wasn't. (laughs) Because
0: she got a new one. Oh, no. she got a new one, Allison. If you can see her face, she's actually sad that she's realizing she
1: what happened. It was a new goldfish. She couldn't
2: replace
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, I asked my mom about my gerbil like after the the, the second lie. Oh, Austin,
0: we're not bringing up the gerbil again. <laughs> and this she is... lied
1: to me again. Like she just, <laughs> she's oh, a murderer.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, like, what's more likely? That your mother replaced the goldfish here and there? Or that a goldfish lived till 22 years old and was magically given
1: CPR by Joey your mother.
2: it was a miracle fish. I heard the Loch Ness <laughs> right. Monster is
1: actually a goldfish that was won in a carnival and just lived to be 800. Nailed it. Best, jo- best
0: joke of the year here. <laughs> <We did it. laughs> what, uh, right, so moving on. the, the About uncomfortableness with death. Because I think I'm the most uncomfortable with death, which is maybe why I'm the most uncomfortable with taxidermy or urn or anything else i cannot process the fact that i will one day die because i just refuse to believe i will but the reality is it we will and i think cloning Sweet release is just as creepy to me as taxidermy i think if you clone your dog you shouldn't and you should just go get another dog cloning are a you dog saying is-
1: that because you love rex so much you should not clone him and make four more rexes or like like they could be concurrent or they could be consecutive you could have rex and then when rex passes you actually get rex again in like a month and then when you don't have
0: rex again it's a weird clone no
1: see the weird part to me is that like you know that it's not rex so you but you're training rex and like if you name it the same thing that's kind of weird like, yeah they name like, it i, they, I know people if who if have named it the same names. thing
2: wait but i have a question is it is it reborn again or do you clone them at the same age that you harvest their no that's banana? it you can, no, that's,
0: clones work like they, normal they, they, instead of birth, you're born in a petri dish
1: we we don't have like a cloning machine yet where you can like copy and paste people or or animals the way that they clone animals is that they that's the kind of question
0: that austin would have asked and you would have ripped him apart for just for the record i won't call you out on it but you just asked uh, if th- you can birth a grown adult. I, th- I, th-
1: I, think, I think the sheep dolly. <laughs> well, no, you probably saw that movie with, uh, was it The Island or something like that? I, I, yeah, I, with I,
0: Scarlett Johansson and uh, Ewan McGregor,
1: my boy. Yes, well, you, I only know because of Ewan McGregor. I
2: want to clone Nori at about a year and a half, like after she stops pissing on my rug. Right,
1: but I'm te- that's not how cloning works. I refuse <laughs> or, to explain this again. Wait, 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 Morrison. Actually, Ali might be onto something because we could combine this cloning with... With future robot technology, just like in that episode of Futurama, so Ali could get her dog at that age. It would just be a robot, but it would behave the same way. It, it would be trained already, it would be the same personality they could cl- they could they could scan its synaptic functions and upload that into a robot dog because we have robot dogs we do have robot dogs, and we before... actually have in in Japan, Sony had ibo I believe it 's pronounced ibo it was a small ai driven robot dog. And families would get really attached to this, especially children. 80% of kids said that, like, Aibo was, like, a comfort to them if they were sad. A few years ago, Sony stopped making replacement parts for it. Adult or, like, matured because they had them for a while. Uh, Japanese owners had funerals for their dog, their little robot dog. Yeah,
0: that's sad. Listen, I'm not judging anyone. I think there's enough but. I think there's enough dogs out there to go get a dog. And I understand you don't want something that creates waste, you don't want something you have to feed. Fine. But you have a robot then. Robot doesn't know you exist. I'm be, I'm Does breaking it? I'm, I don't know I'm breaking hearts. Well, anyway, see, so so here's the thing is that is my brother, that, like, had Furby. my brother had a Furby that he treated like a real <laughs> pet Furby. and he loved that Furby. And that Furby was the creepiest thing that ever existed in my <laughs> childhood. Hello, we're
1: coming for you. But if you want to see something that's creepy like that, Paro is a robot baby seal that is used for therapeutic use with uh, with people with dementia. See, that's and there's like something
0: but there's something to that. I'm OK with that. There, there's a whole world in which. We are humans. We get attached to things if you give it a name. I, I forget what show it is, but it says if I name this pencil and then break it in half, you're sad because now you've grown attached to it and it's broken.
2: Depends on the name.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. But <laughs> the reality is, you know, we get attached to anything. I have a bunch of toys on my desk. When I was a kid, I would play with them as if they're real. And now even as an adult, I, if Spider-Man fell down, I would be, oh, no, Spidey. You know, we, we all get attached to things that we know are not real. I named my car, for example. But having a robot dog...
2: And you think stuffing your pet is creepy?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, like, caress you, my car, but the <laughs> the reality is, you know, if you have a robot pet, that's cool. I, I I It's like having an Alexa that walks around and hangs out with you. There's nothing wrong it's with that. It's
2: like that, that movie, uh, what was it, Her? um, hmm. Or She, or Bicentennial you? Man. Yep, no. that's the
1: one. Uh, Bicentennial <laughs> Her. It was but, a
2: virtual girlfriend.
0: Are you talking about Dave's... Moxon or whatever it is?
2: No, it had one word. It was a one-word title.
0: Oh, her? I'm just kidding. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm sure it was great, though, and I'm sure we're going to get a lot of tweets that we're all idiots.
2: It wasn't great, and I'm pretty sure it was her, and all of you listening, if it was her, please chime in and tell them that I'm right.
0: Well, no one's disagreeing Um, with you. We just don't know what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) So was her about a robot pet? pet?
0: (laughs) Yeah, hers about a robot pet. (laughs) Let's just move on. But the reality is we have a a civilization now that – Finds comfort in this robot pal we all have in our world. And the robots are take, or The robots are getting smarter. So Alexa is learning what we're saying and doing. It's always listening. I just said the word and it, it went blue and it's looking at me now. You know, you put that brain. Imagine the technology for something like that in five years.
1: That's
2: literally where, the movie Her.
1: Just imagine. Stop talking start. about a movie we don't know exists. But anyway, imagine just that technology. Imagine technol- when they start Alexa, programming Alexa. And then we'll have real Alexa bots in our house. Right, but you
0: put that in stop. the body of a dog and all of a sudden you have a super smart dog best friend. And I think that's okay. And then we've already done an episode on this, but we can really get into when does AI become sentient? Your smartphone and your Alexa and everything else, it's learning to spell. It's learning your typos. It's learning your interests. It's learning all this stuff. And then what is thinking? It's starting to say, oh, well, he asked for a cooking tray, but I know that he actually only wants a muffin tray because that's what he bakes. That's what he's always ordering, muffin-related stuff. And it's doing this analysis and this kind of circumventing the direct command and then coming back to you with an actual thoughtful response instead of just obeying an order. And at some point, it's going to get to the point where these dogs sex robots humans whatever they are are going to turn into sentient beings and we're going to okay, have but the, re-
1: but the reason that we can talk about this with pets is because really like the barrier to i'd entry... like to clarify
0: that the sex robot combat was about what all these billionaire
1: companies are working on and not the dog part right uh, but Thank no, you. but we're talking about Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> the, the barrier to entry for a robotic pet is going to be for like a believable robotic pet with like like AI that that you trust to be like, that you can invest emotions in. Is a much lower barrier to entry than a person because like a pet is only responding to certain stimuli, like you well, know, being like the, pet yeah. and being fed. So like like people can can suspend their disbelief with a, a robotic pet a lot easier. So I think, you know, we're we're I know we're looking at sex bots and we're looking at, you know, like robot people or androids in the future, but the pet thing, you know, like your your dog comes to you when you call it, you it, Right. They're uh,
2: only responding to prompts. They're not having any independent thought or
0: fantastic
1: or, way to put that, Alison imagine
0: most sex robots will too.
2: <laughs> That's uh, fine. But what he's saying is like a human you expect to like to engage proactively. You don't expect your pet to. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's like the movie her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you would know if you saw it. <laughs>
1: Uh, I, so, I can't wait to not know that movie. Listen,
0: the the reality is there's infinite problems that come out along with this in the legal landscape. So outside of the philosophical question about what is life, when are these pets living, and my uncomfortableness with uh, stuffing your Shih Tzus. What is I best think, in life? <laughs> I, I think we're seeing already a huge problem with non-consensual recording of people because of the plethora of pet cams being put around the house. We've seen numerous lawsuits now where people put pet cams in places like their bathrooms because the cats had their litter box there or the dog would go in and drink from the toilet. And then they have a nanny come over or a maid or any guest and they find a camera in the bathroom and that leads to
1: obvious repercussions. Uh, I'm not even saying... Yeah, that's I, I didn't know that there were that there would be a problem of where your camera would be placed. I didn't think about like the bathroom, that it's kind of the stuff.
2: expectation of privacy.
0: And I'm not saying it's anything nefarious. I'm saying, hey, we have uh, uh, the cat, the litter box in the bathroom. Here's the camera. Boom. With a dog drinks out of the toilet. Cool. This is where the camera is going to be. And then, uh, you know, imagine you sit down, you look up and all of a sudden there's a camera with a red light on it. I mean,
2: even something less egregious. I mean, I personally know people who've had their pet cams and not even the bathroom, but their living room to watch because their dog sleeps on the couch constantly and they wanted to know what they were doing just just out of sheer or talk curiosity or to the pet
1: because the two way yes, microphone you can
2: talk through it but then they had they were away and they had a dog sitter come over and or watching the dogs that are sleep on the couch. So even that's something that's I think is a little bit invasive.
0: It's super creepy and and it and I un- unintentionally created a situation like that almost exactly like what you just described. I bought a pet cube it's called and it's something that throws out a treat, you can talk to the pet, it has a laser <laughs> really? pointer game that you can play with them when you're not there. It's awesome. But Never hooked it up because why would I do that? Right. You know, I I, I like to <laughs> yes. spend money on technology and never use it. I think so,
1: many people can understand that.
0: So I put the thing on the shelf by my TV and it was just sitting there, the, the pet cube. It's a little, small, literal cube that looks like a camera. And I had my dog sitter come over when I was traveling. She stays overnight. She stays in my bed. We change the sheets and everything. It's not weird. weird. And so it's a all very regular su- thing. And all of a sudden, yeah, I think it is. And, and all, so she texted me though one night and she's like, Hey just so you know I'm uh you know I'm sleeping on the couch tonight in case you don't see me on the camera and I was like what are you talking about and I realized that not only did this camera exist that's pointing right at where her head would have been in in the bed but she thought that I was recording her for the first 4 days she was over uh, so I can't imagine. The, oh
2: man, that poor girl. Yeah,
0: like Allie, She's imagine being a, a dog sitter. She's like your size female, I know, and then yeah. I'm like, I mean, the,
2: regardless of sex, age, any of it. I mean, it's just if you think somebody's watching, it's creepy.
0: It's creepy, and so I was when like, we no, had no, no, sitters. that
2: is not on.
1: That's not hooked <laughs> up. Well, actually, when we had a when we had a pet sitter come over because we were away, we told them we had a we uh we had a nest. Uh, no, no, uh, we told them we had a canary. And that they could just like throw a coat over it or something like that. And they did that and it actually overheated the canary and broke it. But yeah, we, we told them about it, but I can, under, yeah, your story is overheated like, the canary. What did you say? Yeah, it overheated the canary and broke it uh, because it didn't get any ventilation. It was covered by a coat. Uh, what do you mean you but- broke it?
2: Wait, a canary, a bird?
1: Oh, no, a canary is a Wi Fi camera. Oh, uh, my God. We're thought, talking about pets here, people. <laughs> I thought you fried a bird because I – Oh, my God. I, no. A
0: canary I dr- is a wi To wifi be fair, camera. that's probably not your fault. We had a tech issue over here, and I missed the first beginning of your sentence. So <laughs> if, if you clarified, I, I formally apologize. And if you did not clarify, then shame on you because we're talking about pets, and the canary is a bird. You could just
1: don't 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 worry about the, the canary's going to watch you. It's in the it's in its cage, and you know it's going to watch you. But if you don't if you don't want to want it watching you because it's very you know birds a, watch dude. Uh, then just put a you know just and oh god that's yeah a canary is a Wi Fi camera oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yes yeah tell your pet sitters if you have cameras camera don't put coats over them. All right, so next
0: thing here, this is going to be a deeper dive, and we've already done it, so maybe this isn't the the time to redo it, but. If your dog bites someone in modern-day America, again, your dogs are property. If it bites somebody, you are almost always going to be uh, responsible for it. But you can also kind of get out of it the first time. Say, I didn't know. I didn't have it. I was not on notice that this could happen. I thought my dog had a good temperament. Domesticated animals that you have an alert could be aggressive. Or wild animals, like we discussed earlier, you're always liable for whatever they do. The question's going to become eventually, let's say we have all these pet robots running around. If your pet robot malfunctions, it has a bug or let's say it's hacked or whatever, and it just goes crazy and it hurts somebody. Are you liable for that the same way you would be liable for a, uh, a traditional car. dog? Or, or is the person who programmed and sold
1: that dog going to be liable?
2: Oh, I don't know. That's a good I question. I think
1: it, I think we went over this. Uh, I think this is clear. The the Apple dog that you bought, if it bit somebody, that person that got bit would just be compensated with like a hundred dollar iTunes card.
0: Yeah, right. So <laughs> so let's talk about let's go let let's annoying lure you
1: for a second. So there's my,
2: what's your initial reaction?
0: My initial reaction is that this is going to be until we get way further down the road of sci-fi AI. It's products
2: liability. Products
0: liability, but I'll I'm going to run through that. So run through just. Do you have a? Do you disagree with that?
2: No, I completely agree with that.
0: So, products liability—you can bring a claim of products liability for a few different ways. The the two main ways that are worth discussing are basically uh, if if there was a manufacturing defect or if there's just a the design defect. Manufacturing defect basically means one of the ones we created was screwed up. It just didn't. It's
2: a one-off. Yeah. Sorry, there was,
0: the
1: little there was, dog. It <laughs> gnawed apart your real gerbil and, uh, you know, eh, whatever. No, that's it.
0: your mother. But the, 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 <laughs> a
1: manufacturing
0: defect is the equivalent of like, accidentally setting one dog to kill instead of not kill. Right. Like, it's just, there was, it's an error in that one piece. Uh, a design defect means the thing at a whole is designed in such a way that you are liable for the defect. Now, you're allowed some defects and things. You're allowed some bugs and things. Yeah,
2: and the standard for each of those legally is different, of course.
0: For sure. But the design the design defect case that you're going to look at, they're going to look at a risk utility analysis, it's called, which basically says how much would it have cost to fix this versus what is the actual defect. So if it's a minor defect versus a ton of money to fix, you're not going to usually be liable for that, but you might be, and it depends. Like your
1: robo rover is peeing oil on the carpet.
0: Yeah, they'll also look at industry standard. You know, does everyone who manufactures something like this include this defect? Almost never is that a good enough excuse to let the company get away with it, but it's sometimes a good enough excuse to show that the other way, that the entire industry does it this way, and this, this one bio dog is not designed the same way. It doesn't live up to those standards. So, boom, this shows that this guy is automatically liable. And then the other thing it's going to look is consumer expectations. When you were marketed this dog and bought this dog that's now a robot dog, did you know that it has a chance of biting? Is that Maybe that's one of the features. This is so realistic. It's a guard dog.
1: And the commercial says, so realistic, you can't tell the difference. And then, you know, in like the tiny little things, it says, like, yes, it will buy people and you will have to feed it and it will pee on the carpet. Right.
2: Also, like to consider, it's important to consider in those cases where you using it the way it was supposed to be used. So, I, I can't. I don't, I don't know. How do you use a a pet robot dog other than? Let the robot dog just roam free. I don't know.
0: I mean, there's a million ways to.
2: Were you dragging it? Yeah, on you a use leash? it as a
1: guard dog, or you set it to watch. Or, or
0: jokes jokes reason. aside, I mean, these dogs, if they are so smart, if 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 things progress the way they obviously are, and you can teach and train a robot dog, that's one of the fun of it. Here, get a fake robot dog. You don't need a real dog. This one won't poop and pee. Don't have to feed it, but you still get to train it. It's fun. It oh, learns your commands. Come pre-trained or untrained? No, I'm I'm saying it, it would come untrained, so you you can teach it. Well, what if you taught it to kill? Then I don't think that's a product liability case anymore. And I think now you're in you're going to be liable for teaching your robot dog how to murder, right? Because use the, the
1: baseball th- bat to hit somebody in the head,
2: right? Because that wasn't the intended use of the of the pet dog,
0: right? So even though the company enabled the ability to allow this robot dog to learn to kill. Uh, you're the one who did it. So it, it's there's going to be a lot of very confusing cases that come before judges that are entirely ill-equipped to handle them, don't understand the technology, don't understand what AI even is. Uh, and we're going to just have so many bad laws made and so many bad rulings come down. It's going to be fun to watch AI just embrace technology.
1: Especially but when I, they come out with a Duck Hunter version and the dog has laser eyes. Op- so that can, you know, it's only it's only for hunting ducks to take them out of the sky and then the dog go, gets, goes and gets it. But for but sure, well, I'm sure this could be used for other purposes. I can't think of it, but because yeah, it's such an innocent mind. But, no, come
0: yeah. on, Austin. Think of two more purposes for laser eye dog.
1: Uh, laser <laughs> eye dog. Oh, uh, eye
0: eye corrective surgery. Uh, that way oh, your dog like could be your own dog. surgery. What Ooh. if a laser eye dog is a
2: seeing so eye seeing dog? So seeing eye
0: dogs start giving you LASIK.
2: Yeah. All
0: Ooh. right. One more, Austin.
1: What, uh, okay, so
2: it's we have duck hunt, we
0: have,
1: we have corrective surgery, uh, and then the other laser eye dog purpose. Oh, okay, you can heat your food up. Sure. Classic. Heat the you food know up. You what? This is a great idea. I can't see anything going wrong with this now. No,
0: you should you should work <laughs> on laser dog. Uh, yeah, so listen, long story short, uh, it's going to be super interesting to watch this evolve. I, I think that we're actually going, no one that I'm aware of talks about it pretty commonly, but I actually think we're going to see this AI argument in pets before we do humans. Uh, I think we're going to see very big uh, policy arguments come down and lots of laws written on how far is too far for a sentient robot pet before we see it for sentient robot human. Uh, I think we're going to see Alexa of the world keep skyrocketing forward, but not really being a human body yet. And I think we're going to see uh, the porn and sex industry is already putting infinite amount of money into uh, sex robots so, that are going to be fairly sentient. So familiar. we're not
2: going to be like the Jetsons shortly. What do you mean by that they were robots they had a robot dog what was the name of their robot dog
1: i don't think the their jetsons had a robot dog they no, just had a robot mate they had a robot mate but i think they had i think there was a robot dog at some point it wasn't a like a regular dog. thing like, I think they got it in, like, maybe one episode, but it... it, it
0: I remember hover. his boy, Elroy, having a robot dog, but only... Yeah, I think it was, like, they had a regular dog. Yeah, it was dog. probably
1: like, oh, we got a robot dog to replace Astro. The dog's name was Astro, not the, the okay. robot dog, not the robot dog. Yeah,
0: and he would go on the treadmill 100% with Austin now. You're wrong, Allie. He, well,
1: <laughs> it, I, it was probably, like, a temporary thing. Nope, regular dog, never a robot dog. regular
2: dog, dog in, in Jetson's land is robot dog. No, but the no.
1: thing with Astro <laughs> is that Astro could... St- speak now morrison if if we develop i don't think Azure could speak You think if scooby-doo no, sure. you're both sure. both are wrong all right well okay so if in real life uh there, there are like smart harnesses for dogs that collect data about what how your animal is thinking and feeling is that gonna move animals from property to more sentient beings as far as the law is concerned his boy,
2: Elroy. So Astro was voiced by, uh, by a man that I just Googled whose name I forgot already, but he had a voice, <laughs> wow. so, he, so he must have spoken.
1: Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're right, because it could just be his George part. Clooney did the voice of the dog in South
0: Park, and all he did was...
2: <laughs> Thank you. He probably got paid a million dollars for that. Was Elroy the name of your car?
0: I actually think Astro did speak.
1: Yeah, uh, I, yeah, that's what I said. Uh,
2: Don
0: he did. He talked like this. Hello. I'm just listening to it on YouTube as we speak. Uh, Alright, so Asher spoke, and he's definitely not a robot, and he was definitely voiced by Don Messick, who seems like a lovely chap from this lovely. picture. Uh, but yeah, they had Rosie, the maid, which is also interesting, because she very much looks like a robot.
2: And she definitely inspired the Roomba.
0: Yes, for sure. <laughs> but I don't think we're going to have robot maids that look like robots. I think all robots are going to be designed to look as human as possible or have some kind of like
1: theme to them.
2: Or it's going to be like Alita and be a robot human.
1: Or like Ghost in the Shell with Major Kusadok. Is, is Alita a cyborg or she an is android? A
2: cyborg. Well, she's actually something special because she's from, the, I forget where it's called. But the rest of the robot humans in the movie are cyborgs.
0: Got it. Do you know the difference between a cyborg and Android?
2: No. Is it like the difference between an iPhone and an Android? Ha Yuck, yuck, yuck.
0: Yuck, yuck, yuck.
2: Allison, did uh, I did not see. Androids have green text. <laughs>
1: <Nope>. <laughs> yeah, uh, androids. <laughs> oh. My All right, you know what? Now I'm not educating anybody. <laughs> no, come on, Austin. <laughs> Teach well, you already told me
2: what a canary was. Now I need to know what an android is.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Uh. Anyway, an android is a robot that looks like a human. A cyborg is a human that has been modified with technology even up to the point that they are basically all you know, all robot. But they're cyborgs because they're people. Uh, I didn't I I have not seen a lead of Battle Angel or read the manga, but um, it's pronounced manga. Manga. I think it's pronounced manga.
0: It's pronounced. I shouldn't have said that because now we're going all the reruns. Then again, we got
1: we yeah we did get those corrections about the uh, the pronunciation of uh, of Kusanagi from Ghost in the Shell. Yeah,
0: stop correcting us. <laughs> no, honestly, we honestly, appreciate keep it. it coming. Yeah, we really do appreciate it, especially when it's not me. I love when you guys correct Ali and Austin. Uh, <laughs> when it's when it's me, I would prefer just you send me an email saying, "Hey, Ryan, at 13 minutes, you said Astro was a regular dog. You know what? Why and don't you're just right. Just tweet it. Just tweet <laughs> Uh No, uh, listen." Keep the emails coming. Allie and I are going to sign off, and we're going to once again leave you
1: in Austin's Corner. In the corner. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) It's Austin's Corner. Austin time with Austin's Corner. All the things that he does like to talk about, but sometimes he goes on and and on and on. So that'll be the the theme song. Hello and welcome to Austin's Corner. This week we talked about pets, their history, and their potential future. But would you get a robot pet? Would you get a robo-doggy or a robo-kitty? And if so, let's just say you had the ability to copy and upload their consciousness, their memories, into that robot form. Would you take advantage of that? If you had your dog for years, if you had your dog for a decade or more, and you loved your dog and your dog loved you, would you take your dog to the science lab, and have his synaptic pathways, and his memories, and all his engrams, all that kind of stuff copied over to a robot body. That way, you could have that pet, we'll say dog for this example, this, you could have that dog for the rest of your life, and it would be that same dog, it would have the same memories, it would just have a robot body. Now, the, the biggest thing here, I think, is that your dog would remember being a flesh and blood dog and the robot dog would not necessarily have like a flesh and blood body. In fact, we kind of assume that it's not because it's a robot dog, right? Or if they even just transplant the brain. All right. Anyway, the specifics aside, I think it would be weird. Uh, so I would probably not do it. But the pros and cons here, So the pro would be you could have that same dog for your whole life. This would be, I mean, essentially, if they were able to extend the lives of dogs to 90 years or something you could have the dog for your whole life right so in this case they're doing it with with robot parts so you could have the dog for your whole life that would be a lifetime companion that is that is something that is quite tempting right but on the con side you would not have the experience of raising multiple new pets because I, I always try to find the silver lining in things right so your dog your dog only lives like between eight and like 16 maybe 20 years depending on the breed. You know that means that you you lose your pet and then you you know you, you you move on you get a new pet and you have a new experience with a new pet right so so that's that's kind of the silver lining that I always tell myself when it comes to pets dying is that I had this experience with this pet and now I can move on and I can you know like like make a new friendship have a new pet and everything but you know but you know that 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 does. Might be slightly callous. I don't know. The question is, dear readers slash listeners, really, just listeners, would you get a robo doggy with your old doggy's memories? Quite a temptation. Hello, and thank you for listening this week. You can follow Mr. Ryan Morrison at Morrison. You can follow Austin at Robot Austin. You can follow Allie at Allie Rothman. And you can follow the show at Robot underscore Congress. Have a great day. Goodbye, Craig.
0: That was a HeadGum Podcast.